Hey YouTube, it's Rizwan from Anime Secrets and Tokyo Secrets. Um, you thought we died, didn't you? It's been about a month or two since our last video, but um, things have been kind of hectic with the uh, end of the semester for me, and then work and life for everyone else. So, but we are back, and it's great to be back. Uh, we have Anthony and uh, Nathan once again to join us for this. Um, Episode six of Tokyo Secrets. Oh, fine. Don't don't say a word, you guys. Just, you know, be quiet. I see how it is. Okay. <laughs> hey, how's it going, y'all? <laughs> I'm trying to introduce y'all, and you're like, no, 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 no. We gotta talk. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Sorry about that little uh, hiatus we had. At least it was started in the Nickelodeon hiatus or uh, dinosaurs. Oh, okay. But um. Yeah, since then, since our last video, episode 5, um, where we finished our Tokyo video, there's been a bit of news uh, floating around the fandom that we figured we might as well uh, address tonight and also give our first thoughts on the Ninzer, which is the 39th uh, Super Sentai uh, season, and it's based off of uh, Ninzas this time, instead of like dinosaurs, trains, and whatnot. Um, this is actually the third time we're going to have ninjas in the uh, Into the Sentai family, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Nope, you're right. Okay. Yeah. I figured. I, I don't actually know how to uh, classify Sam, uh, Sinkenzer, but I guess they're more Samurai than they are ninja. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had... There was no ninja theme in Sinkenzer. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, before we get on to the ninja news, which I'm, I know you guys are all here to see that... Um, Anthony and Nathan and I've been kind of wanting to bring out some news about what's been going on in the fandom, so I'll let you guys take it away. Okay, uh, with me, um, basically, Decker Ranger is having their, like, 10 years later special. Basically, what happens is that, like, every, like, every I'm guessing every year, they'll have, like, past Sentai's, will have, like, a, like a 10-year or, like, a whatever anniversary season they'll have, and they'll air, like, a movie... Of you know what happens after after they defeat you know, and the show ended basically. What happens is that um, in this one, Decker Ranger, there's going to be a lot of cameos from like a lot of uh, cop-related uh, metal heroes slash uh, detectives on this movie. I think they're going to have a uh, Gavon, especially sure, Gavon, um, Jam Person. Uh, it's just a, just a whole lot of, lot of cameos. It's gonna be like big. It's like uh, every single like most people that are like associated with pop from mini Tokusatsu show. Like I know that uh, Signalman from Car Ranger. And yeah, he's gonna be on there. Common Rider Oxel, who was a police in his Common Rider season, he's gonna be in there too. I think. It's so, really it's really gonna be, it's gonna be, it's really odd, but it's gonna be fascinating too. It's like how they're gonna do with all of them. So it's like a big uh, police gathering thing. It's almost like the uh, Pure Uger, Abba Ranger, G Ranger, Dino Charge, uh, Dinosaur uh, crossover, except you're bringing in all cop related Tokusatsu here. So it's really going to be a cool thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think we counted most every cop the other night on Skype. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's a single one missing. I could be wrong on that. Yeah. 
But that gives me a good incentive to watch Decker answer at least. Exactly. I can't wait to see how they bring that one down. Like that's gonna be really fascinating. Indeed. So, out of idle curiosity, given I've never watched Decker Ranger, and you got you've watched SPD and Decker Ranger. Yep. How do the two rank? Uh, I'd say around at least around like a seven or eight. So Decker Ranger seven or eight? Yeah. And from what I've seen too, like I haven't watched it all the way through yet, uh, but. From what I have seen, yeah, I would have to agree. It's about a seven. Okay, that's interesting because SPD did so well over here. I thought anyway. Yeah, SPD did really is really good. Like I'm not doubting, hating on anything. It just said like SPD is still a good series. It's just that there are, there are better seasons than that. Well, though. there's time force and space, hey. and that's about. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Um, I mean, you can't really compare with like. Andrews and uh, everyone else. Mm -hmm. Well, the case is closed. <laughs> yeah. It was right in my mouth. <laughs> so, that's one thing that we've been kind of monitoring lately. Waiting to get some news about. And the other thing in Tokusatsu news, uh, I think it was released around uh, this week or maybe last week. Uh, the, the only thing that we can really say right now is that the new. The official title for the new Common Rider season that will succeed Drive this year has come out. It has been confirmed to be Common Rider Ghosts, and I am personally happy for that because before that there were rumors going around that there was that it was going to be a fashion themed season, and no, like I am I am beyond glad that we got a ghost series like that is going to be cool. I think. I'm swear, like Oren or Alphonse Piero from a freaking guy would have been would be perfect for that season. <laughs> if it was fashion season, he'd be like, "Let's him shit." And people are already making Ghost Rider jokes about that season, but yeah, right. that's. Oh, well, I saw one where like it was Danny Phantom. He's like, "I'm going." Uh, he's like, "I'm going Ghost Henshin." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, the so the point is, is that uh. We got a pretty interesting uh, upcoming common uh, Rider season to come. Uh, not no more information has been released. We don't even know what the main rider looks like yet, but we should keep an eye out on that because it looks like it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Also, um, another news: um, Rest of Sentai Tokyo Zero Dream Tokyo Seven V Cinema Promo was uh, aired like last month. And I think they have like a um, the movie's coming out in December, I believe. Which I'm kind of I have like really mixed feelings on, given it's another Tokyo movie, and they kind of ruined uh, Tokyo Seven for me real badly with the promos that I've gotten so far. Mhm. Mm so I, I don't know if I want to watch it or not because it, it's basically like just a crap on your face that. That's not the purple, uh, Tokyo Yeah, that is for me. I was like, really? He's not gonna yeah. that? I mean, yeah. I really want it to happen. We were, I think we talked about this in the review at one point that Zet would make a, for a pretty interesting story as a Tokyo Exactly. I mean, I, I don't know if like any plot information has been given out since, but um, all we know right now is that it takes place like 20 years later or something after Tokyo and 
everyone's already grown up and they forgot how to be like Tokyo users because they don't have imagination as strongly as they used to. But Akira and uh, Conductor come back and help them. And there's a weird scene where adult Tokyo and kid Tokyo uh, meet up and they all, I think 12 of them, yeah, 12 of them get together and have this big fight against whatever evil they're fighting. I don't actually know what they're fighting. You're like, what? Yeah. So, again, Tokyo is kind of erring on the end, on the uh, side of just what? Which, I mean, it's not that uncommon given the Tokyo series as, as a whole was a lot of what? But, um, any other thoughts on that? Or anything else you want to bring up right now? I I mean, considering the Tokyo Dream movie, I'm not even going to bother watching it. Like, I'm done with that season. And... Yeah, you're like, you're like, I'm just done. Like, I can't take no more. Okay, just to confirm, this is now your second most hated Sentai? It is. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, if maybe that movie would have redeemed it, but when they make, and I'm not even, I'm not even going to mention it because it's going to piss me off, but... If they made Zet the purple Tokyo, then maybe I would have liked it a bit more, and I liked the villains, but it's just... It, um, it's, you, well, yeah, well, the way I see it is that be, because of uh, of uh, Zed becoming uh, transforming Tokyo for that one episode, people are all speculating, oh, he's going to be a Tokyo. Like, we all assume that, all right? Yeah. I don't know, it's just like a weird, weird thing to have Conductor as a freaking Tokyo Yeah, I mean, as Zed as a Tokyo actually makes kind of makes sense because he's obsessed with light. What better, what better way of, of, of shining brighter than he actually become a Tokyo Then he'd be like, oh wow, this is what being shiny, full and shiny feels like. That could have been perfect, that could have been perfect development for his character. It would have been great, it would been like the Corona thing all over again. Oh my god, I was just thinking that. Like Corona all over again. How could we? How could you go wrong with that? Really? How could you go wrong with that? They missed opportunity. They missed a lot of opportunity. I mean, I'm looking at a photo right now, and it's basically just all of them. Like, just they're, the kid forms are like kind of wondering, like, what the hell are they looking at? While the older ones like, oh crap, that's not looking good. Exactly. Like for real. So, yeah. Right now, I'm just not. I'm not. But I may watch it just because I'm a completionist, which is, one day it's gonna, that's gonna kill me. <laughs> yep. I, I ended up watching all the Tokyo movies and I really regret doing that. <laughs> Though, I watched all the Kyoriadzer movies and I really love myself for that, so, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, that's all we got for that. Let's start yeah. up with, uh, Ninenzer. Alright, so, um, when they started selling like the promos of Ninenzer, I was actually really excited. And I couldn't explain why until m more recently. I love Ninses. Me too. Absolutely love Ninses. A lot. So, having another Ninja team sounded pretty cool, especially given, I, like, you know, it's, it's a winning combo. It's like the dinosaur thing all over again. Dinosaurs make for a good Sentai. It's just something I'm gonna. I firmly believe in now. Mm-hmm. So, I was pretty excited in the beginning. Um, and one of the previous Sentai, one of the previous Ninja Sentais, uh, 
Hurricane Shirt, that's in my top 10 favorite Sentais. So, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Ninja Sentais. Actually, Ninja Storm and, uh, well, there's not really much you can do to talk about either Power Ranger or Ninja, because that was like a 10 episode deal or like an 8 episode deal. Yeah. It'd but, be kind of weird seeing, like, you know, what's his name? Uh, Orko from Alien Ranger being the team up with the Deputy Power Rangers, and you're like, why is he here? He's not technically a ninja, he's an alien. Yeah, I don't think that would ever work. It would work if they had, you know, if they had the Ninja Storm Rangers there instead of instead of having the one of the Cock Rangers there, you know what I mean? Well, maybe they had, like, both reds from Ninja Storm. Yeah. Like, but, the hunt, um, like, hunt, like Hunter, <laughs> Hunter and Shane. Yeah. Anyway, like I said earlier, Nin Ninja is the 39th uh, Super Sentai season, and... It began airing February 22nd, 2015, which is about three months ago. Yeah, actually, yep. it's been exactly three months ago, because today is May 31st. Yep. So, yay. Anyway, so, the episode begins with uh, the main lead, uh, Red, Rain, uh, Red Sentai. I don't even... They need, like, a word for, like, how to have Ranger in America. Uh, I think they call them Seishis, uh, Seishis, I think. Or Senshi. I think Senshi is, like, for a group, though, isn't it? No, uh, Senshi is the Japanese word for warrior. So. Okay. So I'm going to start using that, because that just makes it seem more badass to me. Yeah. So, the red Senshi, uh, appears. He doesn't really have his powers yet, but... His name's Takahato Igazaki. And, um... He, he goes back to his old dojo, where he, you know, grew up and... His family owns it. The family um, of the last ninja is his actual family, so he's the descendant of the last ninja. So that name, the last ninja, kind of is like, how is he the last ninja when there have been ninjas before him? Well, it's a misleading title because later we'll, we'll see later on that yeah. the, the last ninja wasn't actually the grandfather. Exactly. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it a little bit more in a minute, but... Basically, uh, while Takahata is at the uh, dojo, he finds out that the place got ransacked, and these creature kind of things are kind of running around and doing stuff. So he he transforms into uh, Aka Red, Red Ninja, and starts to fight him. Well, that well, that well, the kick well, the kick ass uh, background music plays in, plays in the background. Yeah, that was actually a really well done scene. I actually. When I saw that scene playing, I was like, okay, this is going to be a good season. Yeah, exactly. Much better than Tokyo and on par, possibly, with Kyrazer and uh, Gokaiser and GoBuster. Yeah, they did this, uh, I, they did it in Shinkinger and GoBusters, and they even uh, did it in a pretty badass fashion in Kamen Rider Wizard season. I really loved that in first episode. Yeah. Don't play the opening sequence, just play the theme song to an opening battle. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that, that's that's the way to go. You're, this, is a, this is a TV show for male children primarily. I know there are a lot of females that watch it, but we all have to admit, in the beginning when all Tokusatsu began, it was for the young male boys. Yeah. And so the best way to captivate the interest of a young male boy when they're watching a new TV show they've never seen before, put a crap ton of accent in it and they're good to go. Exactly. I mean, hell, I'm 27 and I still love a crap ton of accent on my beginning uh, TV shows. Hey, I'm 23, and I, I still love it. <laughs> so, 
yeah, he fights them. They vanish because that's what little henchmen normally do. Uh, I think there's like a mystery figure or something that takes a mallet from the dojo. Yeah, who actually kind of looks like a, a Cubimon for gamers. Yeah. No, it did. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh, Ninjas vs. Digimon. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, uh, Kyubimon is basically, uh, Kyumi. What is it? Kyumimon? Cube, Kyubi. Yeah. And it's really funny how her name actually is, uh, Kyuimon. I mean, that that's just a huge Digimon reference. Right? <laughs> yeah. And even, and even as some guy who doesn't even watch Digimon that much, I can see that, so... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, um... The mallet's stolen by Kyuimon, and as soon as that ends, Fuka, Igasaki, Takahara's younger sister arrives and starts trying to tell off Takahata for destroying the family dojo before uh, the father, Sumizi Igasaki, arrives and he's like, hey, there are actually some bad guys coming back from the dead and she's like, uh, I'm done with you. Nope, I, I don't believe you. Nope, nope, not happening. Because it's been so long since the like, last attack by, the, uh, by these evil things. So the family's kind of in a lull of like, oh, okay, we have the... Yeah, there, there, there's peace. Apparently, the master master, his, his name is uh, Kibioni Gengetsu. I'm guessing that's what his name is. He's the big baddie of this series, and he's been sealed up for all these years. Thanks yeah. to like, the last of uh, sealing streakins. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I guess you could kind of say he's like uh, Lord Deboss from Toriyuchi, like. The big bad who they're trying to revive currently. Yeah, yep. it, it, I was reminded a lot of carries here with the um, henchmen running around doing stuff for like most of the season. Yeah. That's actually a really good parallel. It really is. And there's several other sentences that have done that too, like Gingamon did that, but uh, but you know, I mean, I, I mean, I like that kind of premise. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, Sumizi tries to tell. Remind them of their family history, like them being the sons and ninjas, and stop worrying about like the life about the life of uh, their normal lives and all that. But instead, go and uh, become the ninjas that they're meant to be. So, while it's going on, uh, the cousins Yakuma, Nagi, and Kasumi appear. And okay, I'm gonna need some help here, cause I know they're all cousins, but who is whose siblings, aside from Takahara and Fuka? Uh, okay. Ta no, Taka, Takahara and Fuka are the only siblings. Uh, the rest of them are just cousins. Basically, really? uh, the last ninja has, I'm guessing maybe maybe four kids. I'm guessing he has four kids. Those four kids are, you know, have are the you know the grandkid will have grandkids of the last ninja with Takahara and Fuka. Uh, Yakumo, he uh, his mom, and the other two I have no idea. Well, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now, and it seems like we have three Igasakis, which are Takahara, uh, Fuka, and uh, Sumizi, not counting yeah. kind of their grandfather. 
Then you have Yakuma Kato, Nagi Matsuo, and Kasumi uh, Momotsi. So that implies to me that we have at least four children of the last Ninso. Yeah. Based that, yeah. I thought I, I that said that clearer, sorry. <laughs> now I'm just making it like more like. Based, based off the logic of the names, that's what I'm assuming here. Yeah. Because when I was watching the TV, so I thought at one point Nagi and Kasumi were siblings. No. no. I, I don't know what I don't know what it was about it, but like maybe this translates into the subs. But um, I saw one of them refer to each other as Nissan. I was like, well, okay, they're probably siblings, like how Takaharu and Fuka are. I think they kind of use the like the like the siblings. They treat her like siblings, even though they're not really siblings. Because like some animes, they do do that too. Right, they're cousins, but they call each other Nissan or, 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 yeah. or you know. Cetera. I like this new dynamic on a family Sentai because, like, so far we, like, prior to this, we've had three seasons where, like, it's not so much of a team so much as a family. Like, we had Five Man, Gogo Five, and Maji Ranger, but in that case, all the Rangers were siblings. So, having them be cousins is a cool new take on it. Yeah, like, it's yeah. siblings and cousins, and, and, like, that's never been done before, I don't think. I mean, it, it's just good to say that, you know, this is a family business, uh, the Sentai. Yeah. And, I don't know, okay, before we go into, like, anything else, I'm, I'm gonna ask that we all take a bet on who will be the final last Ninzo, because they're all competing for the title of the last Ninzo in this season. Mm-hmm. Who do y'all think it'll be? I wanna... If, I, if, it, if it's somebody I want to, want it to be him, I'd say blue, but it's probably gonna be red. <laughs> Yeah, it probably is going to be red, but I would, I would want either uh, blue or pink, honestly, because I like those two characters. But uh, really, I, I like I like pink. I like uh, white and blue. And yeah, I do like white too. But I mean, I think like given where the series is kind of going, like the two people other than red, who is most likely going to be it, uh, blue and pink seem more likely to become the last name. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really think that if uh, Yakuma gets it, he would bring something very interesting. Well, actually, I take that back. Yakuma and Kasumi would both bring something very interesting to the dynamics of uh, being the last Ninja. Um, We're not going to do like a whole like plot summary or everything, I don't think, for like the season this time around. We're just going to talk about the episodes as a whole and what we kind of see. Because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of stuff, like, I find this more interesting than talking about the plot of the, uh, Sentai's. But anyway, uh, Yakumo is a Madzi, um, user. He was actually learning how to do magic in, uh, England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he, he, one of the things that he mentions in the, in the first couple episodes is that he wants to combine and blend magic in Nintality, which, by the way, Nintality is the, uh, ninja power. You know, when you kind of think about it, you kind of, it kind of sounds like, like a Mortal Kombat fatality, if you think. Yeah. Like, finish him. Natality. Yeah. Natality. So, having a magic ninja is actually pretty damn cool. It's pretty cool. You and know, then, honestly, he kind of fits magic. He kind of fits magic. You know, it's, it's funny that we're actually going to be talking about, um, we're talking about magic and magic ranger, given the movie we're going to talk about later on in the, in the episode we're going to review. Yeah, you'll you'll yeah we'll you'll yeah. we'll t- we'll know you'll know why audience. Yeah, 
And then uh, Kasumi, who um, she's going to school right now to become, I guess it's an engineer. That's my guess. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I, either it's an in, she's an engineer or like just a general scientist who knows medical stuff. Yeah, so she's the smartest one of the group, I think. Yeah. Well, see, she's the one that builds a lot of like the trink. She's, she's basically Billy. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's Actually, she's Billy and Dana if they had a love child. I don't know. She seems kind of dull to me, to be honest with you. I, I like her more for the uh, her dream, which we'll get to later on. Yeah. I'm just kind of happy that we have a... I'm just really happy that we finally have a Pink Ranger that's not a girly girl did. So, I mean, Dude, I know. I was so excited about that. I know, yeah. I mean, Kagura, I can make an exception with because she's so adorable, but still, yeah. that's kind of wearing thin. Yeah. Well, uh, Ahim was also really cool, too. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was cool, yeah. And Amy, I actually liked all the pinks I've seen so far in Sentai. I have no, I have no problem with any of them. Just wait until you see Gosei's pink, dude. <laughs> I'm not watching Gosei's there. Don't go, don't watch it. Not watch, I I watched the I watched under your movie. That's all I'm gonna do. <laughs> and you're lucky. I, I'm not under your movie. The 199, whatever. Yeah, the Gokaiser special movie. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all I need to see. Go say there. No, I don't like him. And yes, audience, I am gonna be that bigoted and not watch it and give it a chance because a lot of it irritated me that much. I was so irritated by the time that was over. But, um, yeah, I, I just feel like Yakumo and Kasumi are the more interesting characters of the episodes that we're talking about in this part, which, by the way, episodes 1 through 8. Uh, we'll cover 9 through 13 or whatever later on. So, Kasumi and Yakumo are, like, the more interesting ones. Nagi kind of bores me. He bores me too. Uh, more than more than uh, Kasumi does, honestly. So far, we've only had one episode devoted to him, and uh, that wasn't really an episode. Then, even then, it's not about him any about that not that much anyway. Yeah, I don't remember much of his personality, so he's really the boring, bland one so far. Yeah. Well, he's basically the youngest one in the group, so he's kind of like um, he idolizes uh, Yakumo and uh, Takaharu. A lot. So he's kind of like a comic relief character in some ways. Yeah. And then Fuka is the uh, standard Pink Ranger with the damsel in distress kind of stuff. I kind of got to view Fuka as like the the funny comedic ranger, honestly. I think they both take turns on this, honestly. Especially since, uh, I mean, it's kind of a running gag here where um, like they did this in the past few episodes where like they're going on, like, they're going through tests to test their mentality, and the running gag is that Yoku, Yakumo and Kazumi will always get the highest scores, then uh, Fuka and Nagi will just get S scores, and Taka will ironically get, like, an F or something. Yeah, like, it's like, they have, they get, it's like, Kazumi and, like, uh, Yakumo get A's, like, A plus and all that stuff. Fuka and Nagi, they'll probably get like maybe B, C average, and then you get Takahara, you get straight up F. It's basically way to describe it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the 
rest of episode one is basically the coming of the new ninzers. Um, in the beginning, the siblings and the cousins are like, no, we don't want to become new ninzers and fight the new evil. But then evil kind of finds them and they have to re react and fight it back. And by this point, it's like, well, okay, fine, we'll just do it. Yeah. Oh, actually, there's a very interesting way that the monsters are created in this in this uh, series. Oh yeah. They they are created from uh, shurikens that Kuwait that um Kuwaitmon actually used their that that was sealed um Kibone um Kibone their leader. And they used different objects to to create certain monsters. Like for this for the for the first episode um a monster was created from uh these blades I believe. That was insane so. Chainsaw, yeah, it was chainsaw. But it looked it had like two blades on the side of it. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah it reminds me of how uh, Inter created uh, Metroids and GoBusters, like how he hooked up his laptop to an inanimate object and turned it into a monster. So that's cool. Yeah, that kind of, that's remind me of that too. Yeah. Uh, the only downside to the first episode is that. Uh, we get, uh, like, it debuts the actual main mecha, uh, Shurik Engine, and I really, like, like, Tokyujur did this, too, and I'm really getting annoyed with how they're, like, shoehorning it, like, introducing the mecha first episode, because I really think they need to wait until the second episode to do that. Like, that's just... Yeah. That I mean, just hey, in earlier Sentai's, like, they didn't get the, me like, get the full mecha until, like, maybe five episodes later after. Yeah. Yeah, like, we didn't, uh... But even if okay, your reads are second episode. It's fine. Like we didn't see Pure Yujin until the second episode of Pure Yujin. And... Exactly. I thought it was more later than that. You're thinking Go Busters. Go Busters. They 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 wait like a while to get they get their mecha. Yeah. Okay, probably. And I mean, technically, I mean, we saw Gokai for maybe like two seconds in Gokai, but we didn't actually see it fully in action until the second episode. So. Yeah. I mean, okay, I don't, I'm okay with the way that they handled the first episode, honestly, like, this time. But yeah, I do agree, in general, they didn't do, like, the introduction of characters, the getting the powers, and the mechs all in one episode. I love their reaction to getting their mechs, they're like, wait, why is, why, why do I have a train, and, like, why, why do I have a, have a dog? <laughs> Dump truck. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of, why, can we talk about this for a second? Why are these zords, the zords? It, it's expl it explained by, I think, I think, uh, what's the name? Last Ninja's dad, um, explains, like, they, they, no, I think Last Ninja explains his dad, like, his son, about what was, about why they made the Mexico Oh, I remember now. Okay. Yeah. We'll get to that. But anyway, um, yeah, they have a freaking dog and a train and a dump truck. I mean, the dragon, the dragon, the dragon like, makes sense. And the walking, the walking robot ninja makes sense, you know. Well, the robot ninja is actually a ninja. Yeah, it, it reminds me of a uh, Kaka Ranger a bit, with the uh, red mech. Yeah, I thought it would be like a basic carbon yeah. copy of it. Yeah. Those five shonen boosts. Yeah. So, yeah, after this, at the end of the episode, after they defeat their monster, um, Mr. Figure is watching and. He some side of nowhere like, hey, I'm your grandpa. Wait, you're not dead? Dun dun dun. You know, we gotta talk about this too. How is he not dead? Yeah, I'm just. I'm. I, I have two theories on this. 
because the way that they talk about him, I thought he'd be like, you know, this is like a hundred some years ago with them sealing him up with the the old with the monster uh, keep only, you know. It's probably some ninja magic bull that they're gonna try and justify with later on. Then that means he's really, really, really old. Well, yes, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he basically had to be the last ninja. Let, let's say he was the last ninja when he was like 20. Okay, that makes sense. So if he was makes last sense. ninja when he was 20, then he had to be last ninja for like, what, like 60 years? So he'd become like 80. Oh, the, maybe he, maybe, maybe he's like last, 100. the last ninja of his clan before, you know. Yeah, I think that's what it is. He's the last ninja because. Remember, he, he tells his son later on, you're not really worthy because you have no talent for this crap. Well, we'll get, we'll get to that yeah, later. Yeah, we'll get to it later on, but that's yeah, like a teaser yeah. for, you know. Spoilers! Not spoilers! Really, if you're watching the video, you're already looking for spoilers as it is. Well, if you find them online, you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he comes out of nowhere, and I, I was kind of disappointed by this. I thought they'd wait a little while to introduce him. That's what I really was disappointed by with this episode. Yeah. And then after episode one, we get episode two, where um we begin to tr what I'm finding to be a tradition in the Sentais and Power Rangers as well, where the first episode introduces the team as a whole, but then episode two, three, four, five, and maybe six will carry that turn of thought and begin uh, introducing one character at a time from the team. With like a kind of focus episode on them. Yeah. So. Yeah, that is. Uh, there is one Sentai that kind of uh, starts introducing the characters' personalities right from the first episode, but uh, but I I actually won't support. I I won't move over recovery so Yeah. I, I just, I yeah. So. Normally, what happens is the Red Ranger kind of gets a little introduction in the first one. So. Off the bat, we know Takahara, he has a couple of traits about him. He's reckless, he's stupid, and he loves to say the following phrases all the time. And he loves food. He does love food. That's so hot, I'm fired up! I'm like, shut up. I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this right now for the audience. There's a reason I didn't really talk about Takahara too much in the, in the beginning of this video. I don't like him. We don't. We don't like him at all. We don't like him at all. Well, look, I think Nathan likes him. No, 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 no. I know I don't like him, but I don't think he's as bad as right. I mean, he's getting the there. He's, he's getting, getting there. If he keeps on, he's gonna get there. Trust me. I mean, I don't like him, and he could always be worse than right eventually. But right now, I don't want to think he is. And granted, right didn't become bad until like the end. Until like the end of Tokyo. Yeah. So. Okay, we'll then get, we'll get, we'll get But I see a potential for it right now where he's just setting himself up to be like super annoying. Yeah. I mean he's reckless, he runs in with like no thought to anything else. He just really, really aggravating to me. And yet oh. he's somehow superior to everyone else. Well, I have, I, I I debate that a little bit. I actually think blue's a bit better, and we're going to talk about it right now, a bit more. Kind of like how uh, 
they say that Wright supposedly had more imagination than Kagura, even though that was clearly not the case. Yeah. So, episode two is all about uh, Yakumo. Y- Yakumo. Sorry. And it's basically beginning the ninjas are brought to their Nindozo to begin training their skill in Syrican ninja art uh, while being given a promise that one day Whoever has imp- uh, improved the most will be the last Ninzo. We'll get the title of that. Um, Grandpa leaves to go away because he didn't want to even help the grandchildren. He just wants to go. He's very Italian. Grazie, grazie. He is so Italian it hurts. He really is. Um, yeah. He leaves him to do some training and uh, it's it's the five style Ninzerican. Which is basically a. I think that's the one where they like cloned themselves. I, I watched this episode a long time ago. Do you guys? Wait, how I split now? From the episode, with episode two is uh, it just it's revolving more around Yakumo and his personality. So yeah, yeah, it's well, basically it, it really doesn't matter like what the technique was, I guess, huh? Uh, the the problem that I do have with this episode, though, like, well, I was talking to uh, Patrick uh, about this once, and he, like, brought up how he's kind of annoyed with how they have, like, almost every Sentai these days having rivalries between two rangers where one ranger just wants to be better than the other. Uh, I've yeah. seen this, uh, like, some seasons in particular. I've seen this with Bo Kinger. Yeah. Uh, it was in Shin Kinger, and... Uh, it's Deck Ranger too. Yeah, Deck Ranger. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of getting annoyed by this. I mean, I can kind of uh, I can kind of let it slide here because there's more of a competition. Uh, but yeah. I really, but I really think that uh, they need to sort of tone down this kind of rivalry just for that very, like, very shallow motivation. I mean, well, okay, the motivation here is actually really legit though. Yeah. yeah. Um, I actually think that, in this case, if they weren't rivals, I'd be worried. Yeah. I, I I'm I wouldn't say it's the most shallow. Uh, I mean, the point, the one that I think is the most shallow was actually in Shinkinger, which is probably because that rivalry just petered out after a few episodes. But yeah. Uh, but I mean, like I said, I mean. But actually, this is the first rivalry you see since Shinkinger. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, actually but, good. I don't mind it as much as Patrick did because I think there is a legit reason why there's a rival here. Yeah. By the way, Patrick is a ketchup blogs on YouTube. He's also part of a Taco Sense I did during there as Black Dino. Little plug right there for a Taco Sense I did during there. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like you guys bring up good points about there being the rivalry, but I think they did tune it down. Like, Chronologically, they they turned it on for like what? Go Kaiser, Go Buster, Kiriyazer, Takiyazer, four seasons before they brought it back. Mm-hmm. And I I mean at some point you have to recycle the same ideas and repackage it somehow. Unless you want to maybe kind of say that little playful rivalry between Ian and Soji and Kiriyazer, but that was okay. I mean that was kind of cool. that was yeah that was character building. It yeah. was. I didn't mind that. Like I really liked that though. Yeah. So, that's not like. But it wasn't like a heated, like, I'm better than you because I'm better than you kind of thing. 
it's more like you kind of get on my nerves, you go away, you know. I, yeah. Kind of, you know, in the way, you're interfering, kind of thing. Right, so, again, I don't mind that as much. Um, but yeah, in the episode, we kind of see, like, Yakumo and Takaharu kind of having friction between each other on who is the better Ninzo. And Yakumo is so confident that he's the best one because he actually has, like, experience with, like, ninja mentality and also magic. Whereas Takaharu has more heart for it. So, therefore, he's more motivated to get better and become better and be better than everyone else. But at the end of the day, they're both, like, really good ninjas. Yeah. Actually, if it weren't for these two, they'd be screwed. They They would. I still want to argue that maybe Kazumi is just as good, but that's just me. Who? No, I think Kazumi is, like, almost on par. Like, she could be just as good as Yakuma. Oh, no, I think she'd be a great last ninja. Don't get me wrong. I think she'd be fantastic. Yeah. But at the same token, I don't think her... We'll get to that later on, I think, more. So, yeah, that's all about the Alder really is about episode two. Um, episode three was oh Nagi the yellow uh, ninja. Uh, <sighs> okay, like a big event in this episode, we uh get a new villain called uh Rizo Gabi. Oh, I like him. I, I do like, like him. him. He's a badass. He developed an obsession with battling Tataharu. Yeah, that was kind of interesting. But um, yeah, that's that's the main thing that we like about it. The thing we don't like. <laughs> Um, they have a test at the beginning, and, you know, everyone does pretty well except for Takaharu, because he's kind of an idiot, and he can't do anything right the first time on a test. Basically. But, they kind of all belittle Nagi for having, like, this manual. He basically has, like, certifications for everything, like, becoming, like, a accountant, a lawyer, a plumber. I don't know, he was, like, a, he had a certification for everything, so he had, like, a manual for how to be a ninja, and he's trying to apply the ninja things from the manual in actual combat, and he was failing because no manual can actually teach you how to be a freaking ninja. It's kind of something you have within you, or you learn over time from experience. Exactly. So, yeah, that that, that just doesn't help at all. And Nagi so far seems to be... Uh... Like, he's kind of a comic relief character. Uh, he's nowhere near as entertaining as Togachi from Tokyujur, but... Togachi was not entertaining. You set your whore mouth. <laughs> I was saying he's nowhere near as annoying. Oh, annoying. Okay, fine. Yeah. I can give you that. Okay. I was, uh... <laughs> if I ever said that Togachi was entertaining, then, yeah. Then I want to boot you from the call. <laughs> yeah. I want to blame you for doing that. Yeah. Alright, but, but, um... He's just there, mostly. Like, he, like... He's not done anything so annoying so far. He's really just been bland, so that's his biggest crime. I mean, he, he in this episode, he did try and take the lead because he felt like, okay, well, Takaharu and... Uh, Yakumo. Yakumo. Thank you. I've linked on that so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both my idols, and I want to prove to them that I'm worthy of their acknowledgement. So let me try and defeat the next monster on my own like how they did in their last episodes. But he can't, because he's just not that good. He's really young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 
his actor is actually the youngest of the uh, of the five actors, so he really is the youngest. How old is he? I don't know. Like he was born in 1998, apparently. So he's, he's older. Day, like day. He's 17 then. Yeah, he's like, 17. He... He's as young as Kagura was back in uh, Tokyo because she was that young too. Yeah. But I I, I really have a question. Why is a 17 year old already certified in so many things? He is like there are several episodes that show him and Fuka are still in high school though. Yeah. So. No, not Fuka. Well, yeah, it was Fuka, wasn't it? Yeah. Fuka, yeah. So. I mean, again, why is he so certified and everything? Yes, free time. Yeah, apparently. So it's like it's like all all of the ninjas except for Takaharu have like a special like a special gift of like you know learning a lot of things. Yeah. Um, I mean that's really it for this episode. Nagi is a manual whore. And he kind of fails to do the challenge, but at the end he's able to do it with the help of Takahata and uh, Yakumo. Episode four. Let me see if I can remember this one. Episode four, I know, was uh, it was a Kasumi episode, if I remember correctly. Because uh, I know that we got. Like after the first episode, we got a few episodes in a row that were devoted for to the Rangers, other than uh, Kasumi. I mean, no, 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 no. Sorry, Taka. Oh no, 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 no. Actually, we, we sorry, we got this wrong. We missed something. Yeah. Um. This is the episode with pa- uh, Paon Maru. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys. Uh, our bad. Uh, episode four is actually about a simulation training course meant for team building, and. The ninjas are all trying to work together. Yakumo's like trying to tell everyone how to proceed with tactics to be a team. And while they're doing it, it's basically Leroy's in consult over again. If you know that video on YouTube, where they make this big elaborate plan, and then the minute they're about to de- use it, the fiery hot redhead just goes running out and gets everything like all screwy. Except this time, Takahata actually pulled it off. But the the, the problem with this episode, the uh, issue they're dealing with in this episode was making Takaharu understand that there's more to be there's more to being in a team than being yourself. You have to rely on everyone else to help you out, or else you're not going to get it. So Takaharu is kind of put on like the bends while uh, everyone else is, like trying to, you know, work on being a team together, and he just goes off and like does his own powerhousing. Yeah. Well, monster comes along, sucks him up after he's eaten. While he's eating at the Odin stand, mm-hmm. and he's stuck in the stomach of the monster, and come to find out, his grandfather is actually the guy who runs the little Odin cart. But Odin is like a Japanese noodly egg kind of thing. Yeah, looks pretty good. I never had it. But his grandfather's the guy who owns the cart, and while they're in the stomach, he kind of explains to him, "Look, how much do you like to?" T- uh, how much do you like to taste of your eggs that you're eating non-stop in my uh, cart earlier? Because all he was eating was the eggs. He didn't cover the soup, he didn't cover the vegetables, he didn't cover anything. But he was out of eggs, so he's like, here, have this bowl so you can set up for a little while. He eats it, he's like, this is actually really good, this is really amazing. 
And then he finds an egg at the bottom. He gives it to him to eat. He's like, oh my god, the egg tastes so much better than all the other things. And he's like, wait. Is that what you're trying to tell me? That I'm good by myself, but I'm way better without with everyone else around me, too. And we're all like... He's like, he's like, really, though? You get that from food? But whatever, it's the same thing. <laughs> Kind of so, a fuck way to mentor somebody. I'll give it that. No, it's a good mentoring t- tactic for yeah. him. Yeah, so. even though like the last bunch claims he doesn't want to like to like tutor his uh his his grandchildren, he doesn't on occasion. He'll give him advice on occasion. Well, I mean, he has to. I mean, they're fighting the big bads right now. Exactly. Well, he's not always there, but when he is, he always gets good advice. Yeah. He's kind of like a keeper from Dino Charge in that that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So, Takaharu and the grandpa escape the stomach. And Takaharu's like, I'll attack. He's like, wait, hang on, Odin. And he starts, like, naming off, like, what everyone is, like, Odin recipe-wise. And they're all like, what? But they catch on eventually, except for Nagi. Nagi's like, whatever, I don't care, just do it. Because Nagi's, Nagi's kind of an idiot in this yeah. yeah. And they end up using teamwork and defeat the big bad. They get their first uh, Otamanan Surikin, which summons an elephant, which remarkably looks a lot like the elephant sword from Gower Ranger and it from... Really um, I don't remember where it's from now. What, what, what was the ele- other elephant from? Oh, oh Geki Ranger. Yeah, there you go. Geki yeah. Ranger. So, so this, is our, this is our third elephant type zord that I've kept track of. That's since Geki Ranger. <laughs> yeah. So, yay, new zords. Yeah, but actually, their auxiliary zords are used differently. Um, in Gal Ranger, they were used as a sword and shield. In um, Geki Ranger, it was like, used as a ma- as a mace, and in this one, it's actually used as, as, a, as actual transformation. It's used as the body. Yeah, body and like has two different axes and stuff. I think the Zords in this one are way better than anything else I've seen. Yeah, even though I'm not really. Darts, a darts, a darts, a darts, a darts. Yeah, the sit like sitting in a like a chair type of thing kind of really not really is a good flair for me, but I still like it though. I love it. Yeah, that in general, like everything design wise, is like. Leagues above Tokyo, like the suits look amazing. The mecha looks pretty decent, looks really nice. So we got some really good like visuals on this. Yeah, season. they stepped the, the game up in this season. Yeah. So. So they really stepped up this season. Can I just say like right here that I really really like the Henson and the Summoning of the Zords because I love the chanting they have. I don't know why, but I love the nin 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 nin. And then the, uh, Dardza, Dardza, Dardza. Like, those two things are just, like, really cool to me. I don't know why. And the roll call was pretty cool, too. I really like that. Yeah. No, the roll call is amazing. I love the roll call. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, honestly, like, when it called for the Zords, it's like a tribal chant. Yeah, like, Yeah. Wow, you can do that way better than I can. You're hired. Oh, thanks. <laughs> And I got. I, and I, got I, I practice. I actually practice while I'm like watching the episodes when I when I watch it. Yeah, way too much free time in your hand. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm still trying to learn some of their damn names. I, I just <laughs> finally learned them all like a couple episodes ago. I kind of did too, because they took me a while to like, remember everything. Yeah. Um, episode five is actually one of my favorite ones in this season so far. That this is the one devoted to Kasumi, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, you can talk about it if you want, Nathan, since you're like a big fan of it. Uh, so basically, kind of a some this one up. Uh, they there's this yokai who is acting really like. I think he was, like, handing out balloons to somebody yeah. or something. Uh, yeah. To all, and, the, all the kids. And the Neat Ninjas are just keeping an eye on him, and Kasumi keeps on showing up late because he's still in college. And Yakumo suggests that she give up college in order to, like, uh... Like, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, it's, like, revolving around her having to balance out being in college while also... Become, while also being a neat ninja, and we also find out a little bit more about her, like, dream to become a scientist in this episode, and we even get a, uh, new mecha this see in this episode called, uh, I think it's called, a UFO Maru, or, yep. uh, yep. which, apparent, and, which apparently, uh, their grandfather designed, uh, he got the idea to design it after, uh, Kasumi's own uh, dream about becoming a scientist and like possibly like studying like UFOs and like aliens and yeah. all. So this episode where we find out what all the Zords are based off of. Apparently, the five main Zords are five things that each of the grandchildren like. For example, uh, Nagi because he's so young probably like dump trucks. Mm -hmm. um, Yakumo loves dragons because it's all about magic. Uh, Takaharu is like a hard-headed hothead, so give him like a ninja to fight with. The train, I don't really get, but okay, Kasumi. Or, was that Fuka? No, that was Kasumi. Okay. What is Fuka? Dog? Yeah, the dog. Yeah, yeah Kasumi, uh, Fuka likes a dog, apparently. I don't understand the train, but whatever. Oh, because it's, it's, it's technology. She loves the technology, so that kind of helps. Yeah, but... <laughs> Though with the, dump, with the dump truck, it I kind of get why he has dump truck because he has license and all that stuff. So I'm guessing that maybe his license in driving dump trucks, maybe. No. Wow, I never thought of that. <laughs> That's and actually pretty good. With, and then with Yakumo, <laughs> he is based on magic and, and dragon. What better, what better magic creature than a dragon? I just said that, but okay. <laughs> Not to mention, no, I, I, sorry, I had to repeat my, I repeat. My yeah, head. no, that's cool. That's my, that's my Yeah. Not to mention, he is from England, which is in Europe, and dragons can be kind of associated with European mythology. So, yeah. well, dragons are common among Japanese and English, so it's a blending of his two cultures. Yeah, that that's a good way of putting it. So, uh, in the episode, uh, did you talk about the device and all that? What was that? Uh, I don't know if you mentioned the device she made or not. I remember she did make it a... Didn't she make a device, like, in a later episode that allowed them to communicate with, uh... Yeah, that's later on, though. See, we wouldn't this one, too. Okay, I didn't mention that. Okay. So, while, um... She's, like... While they're fighting everything and she's, like, not there... 
There's a little amount of time where she's not fighting, she's not helping her comrades. But then, she appears, uh, with this device she made in her lab just now, that cancels out the frequency of the uh, yokai's um, balloon, like bombs and all that. Or whatever the balloons did, I think it was like a Yeah. It was an illusion. The balloons made an illusion, which they canceled by using the frequencies uh, generated to see made in her lab, which does help them make, uh, win the day and get their Syrican for a uh, UFO Maru. Mm -hmm. And, real funny part here um, Raizo appears, and he wants to fight, but uh, Kyumon kind of stops him from fighting uh, Takaharu by creating some monsters for him to, them to fight at the mecha level. So they go for, uh, he tells uh, Raizo, yo, wait right here, I'll be right back. And Raizo's like, okay. And Takaharu, after the fight, is back at the dojo like, I know I'm forgetting something. And we cut back to Raizo still standing in the same spot waiting. <laughs> like, where are you? That was a really well done scene. It it it, just, it, was. it, it blends it blends the best parts of the season with the comic relief, the seriousness, and also the good accent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I like I I really love this episode a lot. And and I do like that in each episode, like there's actual danger, not oh it's just the imagination town being attacked or you know they're losing imagination or something. You know, it's actual threats, threats. You know. Yeah. Not saying it, that anything to future wasn't threatening. It was just that, like, I want everybody to be aware of what the situation is instead of just being like, oh, well, the kids know what's going on, but the adults know. Don't. Yeah. Um, after this, we have the Common Rider Drive and uh, Nina and their team up, which I can't really talk about because I don't know if I'm going to drive and I haven't seen the movie. But I guess we can wait and like do that one later on. Yeah, it's pretty funny though. Like with seeing Doctor Takahara and uh, Shinosuke, Shinosuke interact with each other. And uh, for those of you who uh, don't know, uh, Shinosuke Tomari is coming Rider Drive, and by this point they also had a uh, secondary writer uh, go. How do you? What's his last name? Uh, Shichimura, I think. Yeah, uh, go Shim. Shima or something. Uh, so we have the five knee ninjas crossing over with the two main riders from Kamen Rider Drive. Oh, cool. Drive and Mach. Yep. Kamen Rider Mach. Let's engine. <laughs> <laughs> like he literally says it every time he engines. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that. That's his thing. <laughs> so episode six is also another one of my favorite episodes in the season so far. Um, it basically begins with them taking another test where they fight a virtual yokai of some kind, and they all get through it just fine with no problem, except for Takaharu, who uses his big fire blast and burns not only the monster defeating him, but burns himself. <laughs> so, his dad gives him a, a feeling great, so he has to do a retake, and he's stuck in the testing area until he can pass the test. Meanwhile, um, Raizo appears, and he's like, hey, where's Red? And they're like, oh, he's not here. So he kidnaps Fuka and fights the other guys, and then runs away with Fuka. And 
dude as there's return to the dudes and they're like hey Fuka's missing and Takahara's like man screw this test I'm out of here I'm gonna go see my sister so he runs off and along the way he meets his grandpa but that's not really all that it was just more like him helping him out like telling him what to do and we kind of get like a hint that Kiyumon and the grandpa have some history which mm -hmm. will become a lot more apparent on why in our second video that we'll do like later on this week. Oh, um, and actually something else happens in this episode too. Uh, so apparently the dad did want bad about Kinfuka being kidnapped and he wanted to do something about it. Oh yeah. But the last ninja was like, uh, you stay in your tail here. Because you don't want to get yourself killed. He and and he always wonders like, Dad, why haven't you never taught me ninjutsu? And he's like, and and he looks at this is pretty messed up. He basically tells him that he's not good enough to be a ninja, and I'm just like, you're kind of a dick. <laughs> but it makes sense. I mean, if you don't have it, you don't have it. Yeah, but I mean, he could at least try. Like, is that like? It's not like he didn't like try to teach him, and he like, oh, you fail, you suck at it. I mean, yeah. at least give him a chance to actually try and see if he can fail or not. Then you can then you can say how terrible he is. Yeah. So another thing that came up in this episode that's really important, it's actually like a big plot point from here on out. Um There's something called the Surikin of the End or the Last Surikin. What's your fans that you want to go by? Yeah. I don't really know which one's proper. Uh Triton T V Nihon, they they call it the end Shuriken. I think they call it the uh, last Shuriken, actually. Oh, or was, was, maybe it was a finishing Shuriken. Something. I seen the finishing Shuriken earlier when I was watching No, it's the finishing Shuriken, sorry, you're right. <clears throat> and if it's TV Nihon, then it's probably accurate. So. Yeah. yeah. So, they have the finishing Shuriken mentioned, and basically, this is the Shuriken that is the final seal on the... I forget his name, man. Uh, Gengetsu Kiyabani, I think. I keep on that, but it, but you were close. Yeah, I can't pronounce the Japanese to save my life. But um, yeah. So they they mentioned this, and that's the uh. It turns out that the grandfather didn't actually use the final Surikin, and that's the reason why there's a weakness in the portal allowing all this to happen right now, probably. So, this is all his fault, basically. Yeah. Screw I'm calling grandpa. it right now. There will be another suit, and the grandpa will become a uh, ninja. He'll probably be, like, the cruel, the cruel ninja. <laughs> He's going to become, like, the, I don't know, um, purple ninja. I, I, would, I would say black, I think, before he, like, because he, he's the only one that has, that has the color black, you know. Yeah, that's true. So... Um, Takahara frees Fuku, and they've, he goes off and fights Raizo in a pocket dimension kind of thing, while Fuku and the cousins defeat the uh, yokai of the week, and Raizo and Takahara are released from the little pocket dimension thingy, and Raizo is outnumbered by the Ninzers after the Ninzers convince Takahara, hey, let us help you, you're an idiot. You haven't learned the lesson from the previous episode where we talked to teamwork, and he's like, Oh, so you're this, you're this, you're this from the Odin recipe again. Yeah, I'm probably glad they acknowledged that. I like how Nagi's still confused. Right? 
Naki's like, I still don't get it, but whatever, let's just do this. Like I said, he's an idiot. Yeah. So, they do the whole thing, and I think um, Ryzo loses one of his horns in this episode. Yes, he does. Yep. Which is kind of sad. Because no, Ryzo's no. badass. Yeah, he is. You cut off one of my horns. I hate you now, rivalry thing. Yeah. Because we had that in Cure Yuger, and they did it with that in Power Rangers SPD, too, so. Yeah. And they ended up also killing the yokai that also grew to be, like, a big giant. And at the end of the episode, Sumizi, the father of Fuka and Takaharu, apologizes for not being to help, and they all forgive him. And after seeing how much Takaharu improved from taking the test again, they all start requesting to take the test again. And they're like, please let's take the test again, we have to take it again. And he's like, okay, fine. And this time make it harder, they said. So he makes the test harder, and it ends. But as it's ending, we see Ninja Red of the Kaku Rangers and Hurricane Red of the Hurricane Rangers watching from afar. And they're like, yep, we're here. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. And so, I just want to say that I kind of knew that they were somehow going to get these guys to appear because uh, because if you remember in Gokaiju, they got all three of the Hurricanes to appear for a crossover episode. And uh, and while and while he didn't appear as Sazuke uh, Ninja Red, the guy who played Sazuke was also Huga, the uh, Black Knight in Gingamon, and he appeared in Gokaiju. So I knew that somehow they were going to get like yeah. To cross over in some oh, way. Oh, by the way, speaking of uh, Hurricane Judy, did you know in like one of the early episodes of Drive, um, Hurricane Yellow was actually in one of the episodes? Yep. He's a civilian. That's interesting. Yep. Was he playing himself or is he playing like some extra? Some extra. Oh, interesting. Okay, so. The next episode, just an interesting thing to say, is that uh, this episode actually aired on the, like, the day that the original Super Sentai series, like, uh, Himitsu Sentai Go Ranger, like, like, 40 years on that day, Super Sentai started to air, so it's a really big, it's a really big event. Wow, that's actually pretty cool. I didn't and know they, that. They mentioned that in the opening, too, so... Well, I saw the opening, but I guess the translation was a little bit off for me. I don't know. So yeah, this, so having like this, so having the special on this date is actually a really uh, is a real, is really is really cool. So like, because uh, so like this aired on April twelfth, two thousand fifteen, and the original Sentai started airing on April twelfth, nineteen seventy five. That's pretty badass. Mhm. Mm so. Episode begins, and the ninjas are busy trying to get stronger to like defeat Raizo again in the next encounter. And Fuka's trying her best to try to express gratitude to Takaharu for the rescue in the last episode, but she can't because he has no confidence. He feels really embarrassed to thank him, which is kind of it, it's definitely schoolgirl thing all over again, where the girl has no confidence to like acknowledge her moment moment of weakness kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
the father said, look, I know I kind of screwed up last time, I couldn't really help you all, but I've brought you two new teachers to kind of help you out. And before I say who they are, audience, can you guess who they are? Mm-hmm. Okay, you got it wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, Goku and Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, actually Yosuke Sina, who is Hurricane Red, and Sasuke, who is Ninja Red from Kakaranger. They uh, appear out of the ceiling, I think, or something, and they're like, "Yo, we're your teachers, and we're here to like show you how to be ninjas for real." Because ninjas do hide, you dumbasses. <laughs> oh yeah, that's one thing that we forgot to mention. Like uh, throughout this series, like the final theme before they say Shuriken Sentai ni Ninja. They essentially say, "We are ninjas, but we don't hide." So, I don't. I don't get that. I think so it says Takahara's just a hothead. Well, yeah, because he's the only one who says it. So. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's the fact that, like, maybe the last ninja's methods of fighting, maybe it doesn't require him to hide. I guess he just kind of like he's out in the open, kind of like how the anime Naruto is with their characters. They don't hide either. Well, most of the time they use like different. And whatnot. Oh god, it's Naruto meets Power Rangers all over again. <laughs> so, the two veteran Sentai uh, Reds demonstrate how to improve their techniques, and they start scolding them, saying, Well, why are you using uh, magic? Why are you this, that, and the other? And. At the end, they're like, here are your report cards, here are your progress, and Takahara has the lowest, but it's still trying really hard. Meanwhile, um, probably the coolest, in my opinion, I don't care what y'all say, it's the coolest yokai we've gotten so far, and it's formed from an old abandoned watch on the ground somewhere in the alley, and it's basically a time-traveling monster, which, for those of y'all that don't know... If there's a time-traveling plot, I'm all about that, because I love trying to find the time paradox and also trying to find all the plot holes that come from it. So for me, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And so, while it's all going on, um, the four Ninjas go off and start to fight while they... Takahata wants to go fight, but the two veterans are like, no, you're not going to go fight. You're going to stay here. And it's kind of weird, like, why would they keep him there but not everyone else? Exactly. So, they take the Eater 4, and they start fighting. But Takahara appears, and starts to fight as well. Meanwhile, Kayuman's like, hey, go back in time to 2005 and find the uh, last, uh, you know, the final Zerigen. So, Clock Monster goes back in time. And, of course, the only one to go back in time with him is Takahara. But there's some tragic news as soon as the portal closes. The two veteran reds are like, oh crap. He's dead. And so, and then they like, what do you mean? They're like, what do you mean? So they're like, what do you mean uh, he's dead? And they start explaining like the flashback of like 10 years ago where um, the two reds are out like fighting a yokai. And while they're fighting Yokai, Takahara appears, and to, while rescuing the two Reds, he sacrifices his own life, they think, no, they think, to, uh, and he ends up, like, killing himself in the process. 
So the reason they came to even help is to prevent that from happening because they figured out what had happened. So they're like, okay, we're going to go back and stop that from happening because we don't want to see another red die. That's just not a good thing. So while everyone's feeling really sorry and down on themselves, Takahata jumps back out of the portal like, hey, y'all, what's going on? And he explains that the reason he was able to survive is actually because he performed all the techniques correctly that he was taught. And he explains to his uh, uh, senpai, hey, I do really well in Axel Battle. I don't like your test, though. In Axel Battle, I will do everything you teach me perfectly. In a test, I really don't care. And that just surprises everyone, because we're all like, wait, he's not an airhead. But mm -hmm. yeah. Um, after this, they defeat the uh, monster, and that's pretty much the end of it for the veterans, I think. And I want to say that as much as I'm kind of if eh on this episode, uh, I I do really like the idea of having uh, Yosuke and Sos and Sasuke uh, playing mentors because I mean, like I, I don't like I don't know uh, like I don't know about Anthony, but I have actually seen uh, both Hurricane Ranger and Kaku Ranger all the way through, and yeah, I've seen both of uh, them. Well, I've seen I've seen Kaku Ranger all the way through, but not uh, Hurricane Ranger all the way through. And uh. Both Sosuke and Yosuke, they were both essentially like uh, Takaharu is right now. Like, they were both airheads. They were kind of, uh... Oh, God, really? They could, uh... I want to say that they're, like, nearly as annoying, and they certainly didn't steal the show like he's kind of doing right now. But uh, they both kind of acted like airheads. They could be really immature and clumsy. Uh, not to mention it was also a running gag that they would both have to be constantly corrected by the female member of their team. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, I think it's really cool to see them act much more mature in this episode. Because I really think that gives a little bit more further character development for them. So I give the episode that. Yep. Yeah. I agree. And then at the very end, I forgot uh, somehow. It's like the coolest part of the episode, I think. Um, after they leave the ends, they're to get to the top of a mountain cliff. Where they meet uh, Aka Red, not Aka Red, uh, Aka Renzer, and uh, the grandfather, and they t thank him for teaching the grandchildren the way of the Ninzo, and then they just like walk off into the distance, like all three Reds from like the past, and it's like forty years of Sentai in the title of that. Mm-hmm. It was a. Uh... And they say that yes, we've watched our various things. Sentai over the years, and we will also watch the ninjas from afar and help them if they ever need help again. That was definitely a pretty good moment. I'll give the episode that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like it, but I really did like it a lot. It was actually pretty well done. I mean, I don't hate it. Uh, like, Kind of looking back at it and now kind of like looking at it from this standpoint that kind of shows some development for Sasuke and Yosuke. I like it. I just don't really like how it's ultimately Taka who destroys the monster single-handedly because I think that makes him look way too... I think that makes him look Oofy. like silly overpowering the other... Yeah. Those two other Ninja Reds. That's the thing that I really 
five. So no, I agree with that. Yeah, but I mean that's just how it is in every team up. Like the people from the past, like the veterans, will come back and help. But it's always like the hothead uh, leader who will like finish it off, or like the leader in general, or the current team will finish it off. Because it's all about them. It's not about the veterans. The veterans are just there to kind of lend a hand. And sometimes it's okay if that hothead is badass like Captain Marvelous from Dokkaiger, but we are not talking about him, so. Mm, I miss Marvelous. I need. I think they need to do Kaiser Part 2 for Season 40. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, that, I, think that would, I think that needs to happen. I really can't wait to see what they're doing for Season 40, by the way. I'm telling you, they, they need to do Gokaiser Part 2. That's what they have to do. So, episode 8, and the final episode we're going to cover in this video, because I think we've been going on for quite some time already. So, episode 8, in a nutshell, the clock monster didn't actually die. He keeps reviving himself over and over again, and keeps, like, appearing everywhere. And then the answer is trying to figure out, okay, he's coming back to life because of this little clock piece. And yeah, I'll touch on Fuka's plot, subplot in a minute, but overall thing here is he keeps going back in time and he's keep on looking, like he keeps coming back in from the dead because of a clock piece, because he's not really dead, because he keeps going back to his like previous self where he's not, it, it's weird time lots that kind of stuff. But then Kiyomon finds him, he's, he's like, hey, make yourself useful and go find a fallen Sirikan and the Ninja Dodo, Dodo that the Igasakis have. And he goes back there and he can't find it. And uh, meanwhile, while it's all going on, Fuka's getting really frustrated because he made so many friends at school, but she can't bring them home because her family are all ninjas and that'd be kind of weird. But during the craziness of time travel, of him going back to 2005 to find a uh, Surikin again. He kidnaps both the uh, female friends and they go visit the house. And she is forced to go back in time as well to ha save him and reveal who she is to them and they love her for it. So I thought that was a really cool moment for her. Where she kind of developed a bit. Like, she has friends now. She's not like this lo a lonely high school girl that she was like the beginning of the episode. Mm -hmm. She's kind of developing a little bit in that aspect, and I think that's a good move for her. I'm just happy that we finally got an episode to go with Fuka, because up until this episode, she was the one that we didn't really know the most, the, we knew the least about. Yeah. So, episode ends when they destroyed a clock monster, and, um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. At the, I think at the end of the episode, we also see Star Ninja kind of like cameo, right? Yeah, we did. He was uh, standing on his uh, on his uh, Bison King, I think it's called, and uh, he was and he was speaking completely in English, which was really funny. Well, uh, he is Texan, so y'all do that, you know. Yeah, so he was all like, so those people are like the, so those people are the. Uh, children of the, no, the descendants of the last ninja or something like that. I can't remember exactly what he said, but, uh, yeah. we do hear his catchphrase, though, which is like, yeehaw, so. Yeehaw, yeehaw. We'll talk about it later on. I should note before we do the, before we go, though, that this is so far, like, this has beat Cure user as the earliest introduction for a sixth ranger, so we're getting them pretty early. Yeah, this leads me to think that we're gonna have, like, more nin ninjas as the eighth season goes on. Which... Yeah, and I think that's possible, too, because 
I mean, <clears throat> like, Kamen Rider Drive got uh, mocked, uh, Kamen Rider mocked pretty early. Like, uh, like they got Kamen Rider mocked around this point of the show, even though secondary riders usually come in around the time that a sixth ranger would come in in Super Sentai. And now Kamen Rider Drive has actually gotten a new rider, so they could add a few more additional rangers. I think. Yeah, I think they will. I think the grandfather will become one. I'm calling it right now. Um, Everybody will agree with you on that. Yeah. I think, like, final thoughts so far on Ninja, like, up until right now, it's really well done in the story and the villains and the... some characters. Like we said, Fuka didn't really get much development until, like, the final episode of this arc. Um, all the other... Sentai people didn't really get too much limelight. Like, Nagi didn't get much of anything. Uh, Yakamoto and uh, Takahata get a lot of it, though. And Pink gets a little bit more than the others do, but, I mean, those are the three main right now. It's Pink, Red, and Blue. Yellow and White is kind of there, like, hey, mm -hmm. how's it going? I would also like to point out, I think this is the first time we have a female White and a female Pink. Uh, actually, uh, it, it is the first time in a while, uh, we had it in Change Man, actually. Okay. Uh, Dengeki Sentai Change Man. But this is still, like, the first time that we've had a team like this, because, uh, Dengeki Sentai Change Man had red, blue, black, female, white, pink, so, in this case, we have a yellow instead of black. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, what do, you, what do you think, Anthony? You're kind of quiet over there, and you're... Oh, okay. okay, well... I, I don't know where Anthony went. I thought he was right there. Well, I guess... I, I guess he went to bed. I mean, it's kind of late. <laughs> anyway, um... Yeah, this has been a lot of stuff. Um, we're gonna yep. pick up... What? I'm gonna say yep. You, you, you just... Okay. I'm confused now. I think what I want to say right now... Uh, I, I am enjoying Me Ninja for what it's worth. Um, I will admit that I think... Like... I mean, for all I know, it could get darker... Like, in its later episodes. Because the season has... Because, I mean, I don't know. Copy Ranger started off as one of the most campiest seasons yeah. of time. And then it got dark real quick. And then it got really serious after a few episodes. Yeah. So, but, I mean, I don't know. Like, I can understand why Kira Uger was incredibly campy and silly. Because, uh, you know, they had just tried and epically failed to do, like, and epically failed with the dark season of Go Busters. And, yes, I do love Go Busters, but not, not that many other people did. Uh, and... And then Tokyuger, as much as I hate that, I still understand why they made it so childish. Because they were, because Toy was doing Common Rider Gaim at the time, which by this point had really turned into a like a super serious dark show. So they needed yeah. something to offset it. But I really don't think we need another silly and lighthearted Sentai. But I can make a bit of an exception with Me Ninja because it's at least fun, and I, and I, I at least want to follow this series. Yeah, no, I really like do like Ninja so far. Yeah, my complaint is Takahata is kind of annoying, but 
Yeah, I can agree with you he, on he's, that. He's starting to grow on me. Like, I'm, I'm starting to get used to his, like, incessant screaming and being really stupid and not really worthy of the title of Red Ranger, but he's growing on me, slowly. Slowly, but surely. Yeah. Um, I do love, like, the secondary ranges. They're, like, amazing to me. Well, blue and pink. Yellow's kind of dull. Yeah, those two are my... Those two are my favorites so far. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think we've gone on for far long enough. So... And I'm getting sleepy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the hell you went a minute ago. I don't even want to know. <laughs> Rest my head for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Alright, so we are Toku Secrets. Um, if you like what we're doing here with episode 6 and you want to see more of our episodes, uh, podcasting and all that, then comment, like, subscribe, uh, smoke signal, whatever it is. Just, you know, tell us what you think about our, what we're doing here. And, you know, tell us what you want to see more of from us. Maybe we can start kind of diverting a bit more towards, like, other tokusatsus, like, Common Rider or the Metal Heroes, if we can, if that's where you guys want us to go. I mean, I have to watch some though. Yeah, I mean, I've seen. We could probably, we could probably do like Common Rider pretty simply because y'all have already yeah. watched it, and I could just like watch one. Yeah. Metal Heroes may not. If you're talking about the older series, then that might be a bit more complicated since there's not that many subs for those shows. Oh, that's sad. But we are Toku Secrets. Um. Clearly, it's late at night. It's like 2.30 in the morning over here, and here. what, like 3.30 over there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we're gonna hit the hay, because it's getting late. But yeah, yeah um, like, subscribe, comment, and we'll see you next time.